Welcome to the Imble Support Podcast. I predict that I, Ordo, will have a glorious resplendent outfit for the new year. And he, Cardwiz, I predict he will have eaten some poisoned mutton. Build an army, trust no one, except for us. This is the Emblem Support Podcast, and my good friend Ordo, I place my hand upon the tarot of fate. And what do I have here? A queen of swords. Perhaps Celica and Lucina will be kind to you in your Fire Emblem Engage playthrough, which will be happening very soon. We are mere days away. But before we focus upon that and focus upon other Fire Emblem things that shall happen in the future because we declare it, I must ask you, what have you been playing? Oh, I have, uh, I've gone back to, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, the DLC was on the PlayStation itself for like 1249. And I gotta say the Resurrection F and Battle of the Gods is, eh, is all right. But the History of Trunks, uh, based off the History of Trunks special, the same name is so good. It is so, so good. Um, and then after that, I have been playing... Oh, what have I been playing? I've actually kind of been messing around with uh, the Nintendo 64 app, and I've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, so... I have nothing not new messed, for me. I have not messed around with that app nearly enough. And there's a lot of good stuff on there that I want to revisit. Like, I think the last time I played it was when they announced Pokemon Puzzle League had come out, and I put a lot of time into that one because I love myself some puzzles. Well, I actually finished watching someone completely play through Ocarina of Time, like for the very first time, like their first game was like Breath of the, their very first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and then they played Ocarina, then they played more Majora's Mask 3D. And I was just like, you know what? I kind of want to go back and play that game. Ocarina of Time is my favorite game. So yeah, I've been kind of, uh, kind of been dabbling in that. I, there's something else I've been playing, but for some reason it's on the tip of my tongue and I cannot remember what it is. <laughs> Well, while you try to remember that, I will talk about what I was playing recently. A game that I didn't know about until it popped up on the Game Pass, and after playing it, I think I am ready to declare it as my Game of the Year 2022! Chained Echoes! Oh my goodness, it is a full-on retro RPG, think SNES sort of graphic style, think of your chrono triggers, think of something along those lines. It is one of the most beautiful, most fantastically playing turn-based strategy games. You get a party of eight people, you switch them out throughout the battle, but you're having to control a bar which tells you whether you're going to do more damage, whether you're going to fill up your special bar, or if you aren't playing properly, you'll end up in the red of that bar. And if you're in the red of that bar, enemies will do more damage. It, it is such a fantastic turn-based game. And oh yeah, the story is awesome. The characters are beautiful. The characters are also just great, well-rounded characters that have so much more depth the more you play the game. Uh, oh, and also they're like flying mechs or something like that, but I don't know if you'd be interested in anything like that. We can just brush that off, but oh my goodness, Chained Echoes is one of my all-time favorite games now. It was my probably my favorite game of last year. Sorry, Xenoblade 3. Sorry, uh, Triangle Strategy. You got bumped. Chained Echoes was so much fun. I, it's been a while since I've had that much fun playing an RPG. I was actually lucky enough to catch you uh, playing on stream at, um, oh gosh, where is that you stream at again? Twitch.tv slash Cardwiz. That's the one. Yeah, I was able to able to watch you play it a little bit, and I was just like, wow, this looks really good. But unfortunately, I just like I can't devote myself to 
to another RPG right now. Speaking of, I remember it. I remember what I was playing. It's a Digimon Cyber Sleuth. I got it on the Steam sale like good a couple of weeks Heck ago. Yeah. And I, that's a I've fun one. It. I've never played a Digimon game before, despite the fact that I grew up with Digimon, much like with Pokemon. I've never played a Digimon game until like a couple weeks ago. And I have oh to say, God. I'm really enjoying this. It's really fun. It is a fun game. It's, the battle system is just good turn-based strategy, and the evolution and digivolution, de-digivolution of all the Digimon feels so good and so right. It feels so good compared to the old games where it would take hours upon hours to grind the right stats or in order to do the proper DNA fusions to get the right Digimon that you wanted to get the strongest ones available. Oh my goodness. Cyber Sleuth and Hacker's Memory do such a good job with their systems. It's such a good just turn-based RPG. You don't I don't even think you have to really love Digimon to get into it. It's it's a silly simple story, but the combat and battle system of that one is very good that I highly recommend. The thing that I actually like the most is that your character, she's not a well, I chose the girl. You can either choose a guy or a girl, but I chose the girl. Um what I like about it is that your character, even though they're kind of silent, or I use that in quotation, they're basically kind of silent when they're talking or when other characters are talking, but when they're by themselves, they have their own thoughts and say, so they're like, huh, interesting. If this is happening here, then what's happening there? That type of deal. And they actually make facial expressions and sigh and they aren't just like a static presence within cutscenes, which is such a refreshing thing. I know it, they're definitely not the first character to ever do that, but it happens so infrequently that it feels like a breath of fresh air. It's a silent protagonist done properly. It's a silent protagonist yeah. who does have a personality. Yeah, it's a little, I guess you can kind of compare it to um, Joker from Persona 5 a little bit. I see that. I, I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah. Um, I'm just uh, I'm a little dumbfounded though how you could betray my game of the year, which probably comes to no surprise of our listeners. That was Xenoblade Chronicles Three. <laughs> um, I absolutely love this game. Like from the from the moment that the game starts, I was hooked. I thought it had great core characters, great core story, and I did just about all the side quests for like the hero characters that come in. Most of those most of those characters are good there's a couple other kind of like eh and then there's one that completely steals their steals characterization from one of your main party members <laughs> uh, yeah gondor can't stand her poor setta poor setta poor setta her, her her side story's just got so messed up yeah it's i like, uh it, it, yeah it's most disappointing anyways but yeah um the game's music the game's characters the game's world the setting like um, obviously by now everyone's, everyone's kind of like chapter five, chapter five, chapter five, and the intro part to chapter six. Chapter five is so good. The end of brought the place. Me, oh. Brought me to tears. Um, I sat here sobbing. Uh, then the ending of this game. It's like that. <laughs> I also had me sobbing. <laughs> the game, when the game hits you, it just, it hits you. It, it, it has the emotional highs, the laughs. And then it has those devastating lows that will absolutely crush you. Uh, good use of twists, good heartbreaking, heart tugging moments, great voice acting in moments. Oh my goodness. 
such good music. Ah, oh, it uh, was Henry, absolutely the total package. Uh, I forget what his, I think his name is Henry McIntyre, who voices Noah, the main character. Uh, at first, it's just like, yeah, his, his voice is okay. He doesn't really have a lot of agency, but man, like, as the game goes on, he begins to ramp up and he yeah. just, he, he like, starts, he drops some, because they have like kind of like these fake swear words, like, oh, it's, it's snuffing ridiculous or queen's beans or something ridiculous. <laughs> but when they let the real swears fly, holy crap, there's a lot of emphasis and oomph put on them. And like there, it, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I, yeah. I don't want to say any more about it. Go out, go play it. I highly recommend it. I recommend the other two games as well. They're, it, they're all amazing. But Xenoblade is last year. It's, it's a new year. It's 2023, 2023, however you want to say it. And we don't, and outside of Fire Emblem Engage coming out, we really don't know what the future has for us as far as this year, as far as the Fire Emblem franchise goes. I mean, typically, I think as we stated, I think I want to say like an episode ago, usually it's just kind of like, eh, you get a Fire Emblem release and kind of a couple of years with nothing, then surprise, another Fire Emblem release. But this has kind of been like Fire Emblem release, maybe a little bit of a lull, and then... Yeah. A follow-up and or then a um warriors follow-up. Now we get another mainline game. So now I kind of feel like Fire Emblem is just kind of up in the air as far as game releases. So we figured, hey, it's the start of the year. Let's do a fun predictions episode. Kind of uh take it easy. If you're wondering, hmm, I thought they said the Echoes episode's coming up. Well, I've decided to bump that up to episode 35. We've got a couple other things planned, but uh yeah, let's get to those predictions, Cardwiz. I guess who do you want to go first? I can go first, because I have a theory that we are both on sim at least similar wavelengths on this one, because it's kind of something that's been, to a degree, the base of this prediction has been rumored for a while, partially with leaks. But I believe that in this year, we will get the long-awaited Game Boy, Game Boy Color, slash Game Boy Advance virtual console player on our Switch. And here is where my prediction gets a little bit wild, like most of mine are going to be, spoiler alert. Okay. We will, not only are we going to get Fire Emblem 7, we will okay. get Fire Emblem 8 and 6 release worldwide. Fire Emblem 6, never been released. So you're saying they're kind of going the, uh, I was going to say Fire Emblem 1 route, but they didn't actually, they haven't actually released that on the uh, Famic, or, um, Nintendo app yet, but yeah, they're, I can actually see that. They're going with that. They're they're going the Star Fox 2 route, a game that's basically done. Just send it out for the rest of us. Let us all play this game. Please, pretty please. I really want to play it legally. That would be nice. Yeah, they were doing some... Supposedly, they were doing some testing last year uh, with a potential Game Boy Advance app, and there was a list of games that they were actually trying, and Sacred Stones was actually listed among one of those games. Again... With those kind of things, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I think with Fire Emblem 7 turning like 20 this year. Oh, oh, card was. Mm, the age. special. Oh, the age. It's it's coming. That, that'll definitely be coming sometime this year. Um, but with Fire Emblem 7 turning 20 and Lynn being so like, oh, she's on Engage. I think that that game's going to be on there. Again, they've been testing Fire Emblem 8. I don't know if that that would actually be like at launch, but I can see that also being on there. And uh, yeah, I could see 6. That is the first up for my prediction. What is the first of yours? 
Well, my very first one is Three Hopes DLC. And at first, I, I actually put this in parentheses, probably not. Because at first I was just like, well, yeah, Three Hopes, it makes sense. But I think when I wrote this, I didn't know what the contents of the DLC for Fire Emblem Engage was. And I don't think that, I, I guess this is going to be like an anti-prediction now, but I don't think they want two different Fire Emblem games having two different waves of DLC at the same time. And then another thing that I also heard is that apparently the soundtrack has already been announced and the soundtrack has all the tracks from the game, at least how Koei Tecmo does it. It has all the soundtracks from the finished game and such. So unfortunately I don't think we're, we're going to be heading back to uh, three hopes. I think it's engage full speed ahead. But how are we going to get a chaise in a wedding dress? That's I all I that's all I remember the from the first Fire Emblem Wars DLC. All of it was just promoted, was just showing Lucina in the wedding dress DLC. That was the face of their DLC. Here, you can play as Lucina in a wedding dress. Oof. Big oof. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't remember what what all came. There was a lot of DLC where Fire Emblem Warriors. What the heck came out with it? Oh god. I know I know they have Seed in the wedding dress, and I think they have uh Tiki is a flower girl, I think. Marth gets his elegant groom costume, as always. Vote with your wallet. Let's see uh, Edelgard in a wedding dress, I guess. That's what That's what we want. No, it's not what we want, really. Not really. Eh, kind of, but it's like, that'd be a nice bonus. But that shouldn't be the cover. That shouldn't be the face of the DLC. That shouldn't be the only thing I think of when it comes up, because whenever I see Fire Emblem Warriors DLC is on sale on the Switch. It's just like, oh, there's Lucina in a wedding dress again. Not going to buy that because that's all I'm going to think about with it. It's just like, I don't know what else comes with this. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten. Now that I'm going to go back to regular Fire Emblem Wars because I like Three Hopes like 10 times more. It's true. All right, Cardos, what's, what's yours? Next one. Ooh. As you know, or as the world may not know, Super Nintendo World is a thing that is opening up all across the world, or at least in America and Japan. But it's not Super Mario World, it's Super Nintendo World. Which leads to my prediction, we are going to get a Fire Emblem restaurant coming soon to your Super Nintendo World. You'll be able to have all of the mutton you desire, but in one mutton a day. We'll have a special purple pill inside. What that purple pill will do, who knows? You will probably die, but who knows? I predict that they shall expand this Nintendo franchise not only to the Marios that we see. It will expand. We will get a Star Fox sort of space adventure sort of ride or 3D adventure of some sort. We will get our Fire Emblem restaurant. We will get the mutton. Uh, this guy has uh, some really great Nintendo ideas. Uh, tell Miyamoto to line up the shot. We need to take him out right now. No, not before Fire Emblem 6! <laughs> Target has been taken out. Yeah, I mean... I would love to see some Fire Emblem representation at the Super Nintendo world. But the pessimistic side of me just thinks it's going to be Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, maybe some Pokemon stuff. I would like to see those other things, though. <laughs> Celebrate all of Nintendo. Heck, you could even give Pikmin a shout-out. You could also do something for Golden Sun. Free Golden Sun! Uh, he's, still he, he's still alive. We need to uh, take that second shot. 
free golden sun, you cowards. <laughs> the, I, 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 I do want to say shout out to the person who brought a golden sun sign to an AEW taping. It made me smile very much. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> not just free, not just free golden sun, free Camelot from Mario sports. Hell, please. While I dine on my mutton, I am curious. What is your next prediction for 2024? 23, 23. Yeah. Uh, 2024. Well, um, no, actually this one actually is not going to come true. Um, I had, cause I wrote these notes. Um, it says I wrote these notes January 14th. That can't be right. Uh, my original prediction was Fire Emblem Gage would upset Choose Your Legend 7, but Choose Your Legend 7 actually came early this year. So it actually won't be in until uh, Choose Your Legends 8, which is really cool. So I'm going to change my, um, I'm going to head, I'm, I'm going to predict that and I'm on the spot here because I really pushed for this. Alencia will be number six. No. And choose your legend seven. I don't think she's going to win. I pushed hard for it. She was already in the top twenty, um, from the from the from the midterm vote. But now they list everybody in alphabetical order with no numbers or anything. <laughs> so now it's like these people are in the top twenty, but you don't know what their rank is. You don't know how how many people have voted for them. Um, but yeah, I'm going to choose Alencia at number six. I don't think she's going to win. I think. Female Robin is going to win Choose Your Legends for the women. And for the men, ah, it's kind of up in the air. But I'm going to say Mel Byleth, because Mel Byleth hasn't, hasn't won it yet. Female won it last year. So Mel Byleth and Female Robin as number one on Choose Your Legends. That's the bet. Or uh, that's the prediction. Tune into the next episode of the Emblem Sport Podcast when we go painstakingly through the top 20 of the male and female rankings of the Choose Your Legends poll. It'll be so great, you'll want to listen to chapter chapter 4 a third time. Don't listen to chapter 4. Never listen to chapter 4. We don't talk about chapter 4. <laughs> Alright, so what is your next one, Cardwins? It's time to put on my business suit, my business glasses. I am going to push my glasses up the bridge of my nose to look extra intimidating and fancy and smart. I can see it. Yes. In the year 2023, Koei Tecmo will be bought by Nintendo. And they will be merged with intelligence systems and be full-on 100% in charge of the Fire Emblem franchise from here on out. Ooh, you know, I never thought about that. We have been seeing so many purchases of c companies and franchises. It feels like... I haven't heard any whispers about Koei Tecmo anywhere, but it feels like if anyone gets them, I got it. Uh, let's just throw the gauntlet out now. Nintendo gets in the bidding game. They haven't been big into the buying of studios and such, but I think this year they'll, they will be forced to get in that game, and I think Koei Tecmo will be the big splash they make. I don't know if this is all legally possible, but I'm saying it happens. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. They produced, obviously they've been making other um, Warrior spinoff titles, but I think they've done the best with both Zelda and Fire Emblem as far as their spinoffs go. So, hey, Nintendo could say, hey, these guys are doing pretty well. They're doing good work for us. Why don't we acquire them? We don't acquire studios very often, but let's give it a shot. I could see it. 
What is your next prediction for the year? In the year 2023, in the year 2023. Your thing about Super Nintendo World actually got my gears turning. It's actually not listed on here. Um, because I just I just thought of it and it totally makes sense. But Nintendo Pictures has been saying that, hey, we want to do more than just the Mario movie. Ooh. So I'm thinking it's time that we bring back the Fire Emblem anime. I don't know like what series or what um games would actually get, but I'm predicting that some sort of Fire Emblem animated project will be announced this year and it's based off the combination of nintendo studios being founded and the fact that on lucina's lance in fire emblem heroes the one that she got for winning or got in second place for choose your legends on the text of that lance you can translate it from elysian to english and it says anime project 2016 <laughs> no it says it it says what? it what no. No, it says it. It says Anime Project 2000. It's either 2016 or 2017 success, but that has never, ever, ever, ever been elaborated on. Oh. And if you're curious, and if you're curious, card was the text on the shield for for um, Awakening and the text on the Falchion can also be um, translated into English as well. You heard it here first. Fire Emblem Heroes, the anime. Hey, why not? <laughs> If you speaking of, if you've not seen it, uh, someone recently uploaded, and I think I shared it on our Twitter, but it's probably been buried since then, since Twitter's I don't talk about Twitter, but uh, someone did a mock up of a Fire Emblem 7 anime, and it is mwah, chef's kiss, it is beautiful looking. Which means, card was it's your turn. All right, let me just put on my helmet because I have a feeling I'm going to get shot for saying this one coming soon in the year 2023. Why not the shot? Cardwiz predicts two words. Space emblem. I have seen people online complaining that Engage looks, it doesn't look like medieval enough. It looks a little bit too, not modern, but a little bit not traditional fantasy as much as it's been in the past. I say they continue this trend. In fact, going so far into the future as to straight up make a fire emblem that takes place in a far off distant future. Perhaps we will be piloting mechs. Perhaps we will just be flying around in spacesuits or across our nice little grid-based space battles. But I do believe that it is not outside of the possibility. We will Super get robot emblem. Super <laughs> robot emblem. We yes. could get super robot emblem. We could get space emblem by intelligent systems. I would love that. <laughs> I would love it. It's so funny because they've actually, there's that one joke image of Krom in the space helmet wielding the Falchion that uh, the artist for um, Fire Emblem Awakening did, Yusuke Kozaki. Weirdly enough, The Legend of Zelda was actually supposed, was actually conceptualized and does have concept art. I think of just Zelda only as a space princess. So, hey, let's go. Marth in space. Crom in space. Lynn in space. Nintendo, be brave. Believe in the power of giant mechs. Believe in lasers. We can have lightsabers, people. We've had giant robots already in, uh, whatchamacallit, three houses. I forgot. We Oh, we could have dubstep. We could have a dubstep soundtrack. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
where did those spears of light come from? They came from space in, <laughs> in three houses. So we know what's going to happen in the three houses sequel, three space stations. Let's do this. Oh my God. <laughs> space Claude, <laughs> space Dimitri and space Edelgard. Although in space, uh, space Claude is the one who's right side up. The, let me, let me, let me tell you right now. Look up the, look up Edelgard's like five year after her time skip design. And then go look up the mobile suit called Sazabi. S A. Z A B I and tell me Edelgard would not be piloting that thing. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you a second. Sazabi. She absolutely would. She yes. absolutely would. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's keep this moving along. I've got one. And this is another one. I just thought up off the top of my head. Nintendo. I'm sorry. A fire emblem game collaboration with another franchise. There was that, apparently Intelligent Systems actually approached the Pokemon company, I want to say in 2010 or 2011, being like, hey, let's do a collaboration between Pokemon and Fire Emblem. But unfortunately, Pokemon Conquest was already um, way, way ahead in development. So we were like, well, if we did that, it would be too similar to Pokemon Conquest. But Pokemon Conquest was 2011. It's now 2023. It's time to revisit that old concept. I would love to see Pokemon and Fire Emblem come together. Or, hey, maybe we might actually get to see the proper Fire Emblem and Shimigami Tensei crossover that we've always wanted to see. That would be very fun. I don't remember if I talked about this on an episode. I streamed enough of it. But there is an amazing mod out there for Sacred Stones, which turns it into basically Fire Emblem, or Fire Emblem Pokemon crossover called Poke Emblem. It's basically yeah. playing Fire Red in the... Sacred Stones engine. It is amazing on its own. It also has a randomizer built into it. It is an amazing experience. If that last idea by Ordo intrigues your fancy, look up Poke Emblem by Vesley. But yeah, another crossover uh, for Fire Emblem. If not in a main game franchise, at least in Fire Emblem Heroes, because there's not been a crossover with them at all. They've crossed over into Dragalia Lost, rest in peace, but there's nothing that's actually come back and crossover for them. So I'm, I'm thinking it's time for a big crossover. And one final, actually not insane prediction to, that to be made by me. Fireman Gage is going to sell a whole freaking lot. It is going to, it's going to squash the old records from three houses. It's going how did how many did three houses end up with? Did it end up at like three million? I think it was like three point two million, which made it the best selling Fire Emblem of all time. I think in the first year, Engage gets three million. I know just from kind of reports that have been floating around, at least from the Japanese side of things, that it's actually doing better in pre-orders than Three Houses was. So we probably won't know until let's see here. I think. Right now we're in what's called Q4, the fourth quarter of Nintendo's physical year. And I want to say the physical year ends in either March or April. So when the reports come out for Q4, then we'll know uh, how much this game is sold by then. Do you have any predict more predictions, realistic, wacky, or otherwise? Realistic predictions? I have one that is 100% guaranteed. It's something that we've all wanted for five years. It's something that we have always uh, desired. Yeah. 
It is something... I'm intrigued. Go on. That Cardwiz, you try to deny me talking about him every time. But Virian, Virian is getting his hero's alt. Listen, sure, it's got her, got her alt last year. <laughs> Virian's been in the game since day one. He does not have an alt. He does not have a resplendent costume for his original version. He's getting something this year, please. He's, just give me something. Crom and Robin have too much. I'm starving. Please. Calm down. Take a sip of your noble tea. Make sure you get your cravat straightened out. You don't want to get any tears on that. You're right. It's not One very day. noble of me. Not very noble of me. Not very noble of you at all. Although, once Engage comes out, all the Engage characters are going to get all the alts, so it's going to be a while for Virian, sorry. Poor, poor Virian. Uh, no. Uh, but seriously, um, my very last prediction is actually tied into two comments that we got. Uh, the first one is from Nishquick on Twitter, and they say, this might be a late 2023-2024 prediction, but like how Echoes is one of the last games for the 3DS, I think Genealogy of the Holy War Remake will be one of the last Switch games before the launch of the next generation Switch. Sigurd is being hyped quite a bit in the Engage marketing. And uh, this one comes from Clairvorant Nara, and they say, I know I'm not anything... I know I'm not saying anything unique, but I definitely feel like it's time for another Echo game, probably announced this year, but not released. And actually, let me go back. Um, Nishquick, Nishquick is their display name. Um, it's it's at Nish underscore Kellick. Uh, thank you both for your comments. Fire Emblem 4 Remake was listed in the leak that happened, that also happened with Fire Emblem Engage. So a lot of people being like, okay, since Engage was absolutely 100% true, then this Fire Emblem 4 remake also has to be true. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are we have been hearing rumors of more echoes slash re-releases of the old games basically since the start of this podcast. I think since the start of this podcast, we've talked about, okay, they'll probably be doing a genealogy. They'll be re-releasing the... Six and seven, they'll be really releasing the Tellius games. I want to believe it. I want to believe it, but until I see it, it, it's been so long. We haven't heard, we, we haven't heard hardcore truth words of this. What am I saying? We haven't had any proof of this yet. I want it. I want it. I want it so bad, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I think I'm going to lean a little bit more into Nishquick's prediction of that it being a maybe a 2023 game, maybe an early 2024 game. Because I think this year they're all on board with Engage, right? Because Engage is going to release, and then I believe it has, um, gosh, is it four waves of DLC? Yes, at least four waves of DLC. They right. might add more later, but it's probably just going to be the four. Okay, so it's the four waves of DLC, and I believe that last one has like a brand new story or something with it. Um I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in this episode with when I was talking about my anti prediction for three hopes DLC. I don't think they want more than one fire emblem game in the spotlight at once. I would like to see FE four. Um, cause again, I'm completely blind to that game. I would love to actually experience it. I don't enjoy playing the original version. It's far too slow for me. I don't care about speeding up. It takes 10 years to get across the map. I need something with modern, stuff to play as and that's not shade against the actual game itself i'm sure the story is fine i mean people still highly rate it as one of the best fire emblem games um but i have no desire to play it 
the SNES version unless it has some kind of enhancements to it. So if we're not getting a Fire Emblem remake, I think they may go the Fire Emblem 1 route, give us a special box set and a digital code for this game that we can actually play it on the Switch, play that original version with some enhancements. Or they'll make it for the SNES online app. It's already on the Fa Super Famicom app. It's just not on... It's just not available to play in English. And of course, I also want to come back to Clairvorant Nara because they just say another Echo game. Doesn't specify which, right? So True. do you think that if another Echo game comes along, that it absolutely has to be Genealogy of the Holy War? Because people are just going by, well, Fire Emblem had its Shadow Dragon, and then Fire Emblem, sorry, Fire Emblem 1 and 3 had their release with 11 and 12. And then Gaiden had its re-release. So naturally people are, I think they're just leaning really hard into the Gaiden because they're like, oh, it's the next one. It has to be the next one to release. It's kind of like how they're doing with Pokemon where it's like the Gen 1 remakes and the Gen 2 remakes and the 3 and then the 4. So do you think it absolutely has to be Fire Emblem 4 or will they swerve and give us a more popular it is definitely character in Ike's Path of Radiance or... Um, again, another popular character with Roy and the Binding Blade. I think the most likely of those is going to end up being the Ike games, the Tellius games of uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. But hey, I I would take any of those three games slash collections from either any of those eras. I, the Genealogy and Tellius games have probably been the most heavily rumored ones, and I would probably lean towards... Radi the Radiant series being the next one up, but hey, maybe Nintendo actually will be straight up and be like, hey, let's actually go in order. Let's release four now. We'll see. Do you think that FE4 comes with FE5? I feel like you... I say it feels like it'd have to, but like one didn't come with three, even though you would think that that would have been the thing they would do. So I, I, I'm going to go no. Interesting, interesting. So if I had to hard press you, sniper rifles ready, would you say FE4, FE6, or the Telius games? I'm, I, I would put my money on Telius. We're, we're getting Nike. We're going to fight for our friends. Okay. And okay. all you've got to do is submit those friends through the friend code. Just, let me just put in these no. this 12 no. letter combination. No. Um, no. Okay. Same question to me. I put Sigurd on the thumbnail. So I'm <laughs> going to say it may be the only time Sigurd ever graces a thumbnail. Honestly, <laughs> no offense. You know, I'm going to say FE4 because the, the rumors are there. The... Uh, rumors of something that was canceled on the 3DS for Fire Emblem. Sigurd being in the marketing, as one of our commenters pointed out, which you can always reach us at Emblem Supports. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I think the evidence leans towards Sigurd. And if I had to pick, it's going to be just Fire Emblem 4 and Fire Emblem 4 by itself. We shall see. Hopefully by the end of the year, we will learn what the game after engages, if I'm going to be very selfish, and I absolutely will. Last prediction. Please. No matter what happens with Fire Emblem this year, we are eating good. We are no longer starving. We got our place at the table. 
And that means, that means Super Smash Brothers fans are going to be upset with us. So, hey, we got to deal with it. I know. We need to convince them to do a wave three so we can get Toothpaste Chon in there. Yes, bring Alir in. I want to see people mad. I want to see them mad as all get out. Think of the rings all. they could wear. They could have rings that lose swords, rings that do lances. Ah, it'll be good. More swords. <laughs> but yeah, no matter no matter what happens this year, you know, I, we're eating pretty good. You know, we're, we're get we're getting a full on baseline Fire Emblem game coming out within days of this recording. Ah, I know. So it's great. It's been, you know, these past few years, it's been really good to be a Fire Emblem fan. And, you know, I'm appreciative of whatever Fire Emblem stuff we get, whether it's, you know, content heroes or just mainline games or stuff in Smash or re-releases like Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which you should absolutely play. Well, I think that wraps it up for the conversations. And now here comes our favorite part. Since this is just kind of like a fun episode, I said, hey, Cardwiz, just go out there and find you any kind of support. And uh, we each picked out a pair of supports. So uh, which one do you want to do first? We can talk over mine first. Since this is a bit of a, it's, let's face it, the future is bright and it's actually very bright. The colors are incredibly bright to the level that some people don't like it, but Engage is almost here. So for now with the supports, let's, Bit a final adieu to three houses because don't know next time we're going to talk about their supports. So I literally rolled a dice to figure out which support I would be talking about. And it just so happens I picked a support between one of my favorite characters and one of my least favorite characters from three houses between Leone and Seteth. Who's the favorite and least favorite? Leone, my first love of three houses, despite the fact that her final image doesn't have a nose on it, but still great. Still, still love Leone. Leone's the best. And Sedith is okay. I don't like Sedith. Mm. And yeah. uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll say I don't like Sedith. On the scale of all of the characters on Three Houses, if you had me rank them from top to bottom, Sedith would probably be in like my bottom 10. But I still like them. This sounds like tier list material. Uh, maybe one day we'll do a list of all of the three houses characters that I like and dislike. Hey, with during the midnight stream of figuring out waiting for Ungage to unlock, maybe I'll do that. Sounds like a plan. Anyway, so Cardwiz, I guess I'll take your least favorite character, Seteth. Please do. Oh, hello, Seteth. Hello, Leone. I imagine you're here to fish. Yes, this is a great spot for it. You must be a pretty experienced fisherman, huh? Actually, while I've enjoyed the hobby for a long time, I, I must admit I am less than proficient. Now that you mention it, I can see you're not having much luck today. It is likely because I'm not using any bait. Well, that explains it. Why bother fishing at all if you're not even trying to catch something? Truthfully, I fish only so that I might relax. It is soothing to me to cast the line and watch the water ripple. My days are busy, even hectic. It helps me to find peace and quiet ever so often. Oh, well, that makes sense. Still, if you're going to go to all the trouble, you may as well actually bait the line. Maybe so. But to my chagrin, I do not even know what type of bait to use. I learned to fish by accompanying my wife. She was always the one to bait the hooks. She would hand me the rod, and I would cast my line. 
I never paid attention to how the rest was done. Oh, and your wife, uh, where is she now? She passed away quite some time ago. Since then, I only have to fish on my own. Even so, I, I find peace out here. Bait or no bait? What about you? Why do you fish? Me? Well, just for the fish, actually. For me, it's purely practical. Catch bite now, one less meal I have to worry about later. Hunting, fishing, whatever it takes to get by. That's how I've always done it. I'm not exactly starving right now, but back then, if I couldn't catch something, I'd go hungry. So getting the hang of it was pretty vital. I would certainly say so. I imagine it's immensely satisfying to catch a fish when the need is so great. Probably, yeah. The need makes it more purposeful. But hey, if you ever want to try fishing for real, I'd be happy to share my bait with you. And if you catch something, I'll cook it up nicely for you. How's that for motivation? Oh, are you a skilled chef also? I can't promise it'll be fancy, but it'll taste good. Impressive. Wouldn't you know it? I'm suddenly overcome with the urge to excel. Great. Let's get started. All right, we got ourselves a cute little sea sport. We get to see the practicality of Leone. We get to see Seth taking a moment to himself, reflecting on his past a little bit. I'm okay with this. Very solid sea sport. What I like about the support is that we kind of we get to see Seth out of his element. You know, anytime we see him, you know, he's in the monastery and he's like rules and regulations, and you know, here we kind of get to see him again. You know, as he says, relax, unwind be uh, not the guy that we normally see in the monastery. And I do find it interesting that um, Sedith's sister really likes fish as well. His sister. Hmm. It's the rare case we don't see Sedith complaining to Bylish like, what are you doing here? I can't believe Rhea is trusting you. Uh, I'm going to go fish. I need to relax. But for now, let us see how this advances as we move on to the bee. Hello again, Sedith. Ah, oh, full basket. Big catch. Indeed. Thanks to you, I know all about the proper use of bait. Even so, that is quite the haul. I've developed a few tricks of my own as well. In my enthusiasm, I may have gotten a little greedy. Oh, yeah. Once I started to catch fish, I began, I began to pay very close attention to the number I had caught. I hear it's not uncommon for one to become preoccupied with that sort of thing. And when I recalled the prospect of having what, what I caught cooked for me... The challenge was too tempting to ignore. But alas, it seems I have gotten a little more than preoccupied than is appropriate for my age. Well, that's only natural. Seeing what you've already got just makes you curious how far you can take it. It has made fishing an even richer experience for me, and for that I must thank you. Don't mention it. Actually, I should thank you too. Oh? Yeah, used to be I only ever fished for food. Lately, though, I've been coming here just to relax. I do still eat the fish, of course, but I appreciate fishing in a whole new way now. Seems we both made worthwhile discoveries. So, which is it today? Hunger or relaxation? I'd only planned to take it easy, but seeing all you've caught has definitely made me hungry. I had planned to bring all of them to you regardless. Take as many as you please. Oh, hey, thanks. In that case, why don't we eat together? You can leave all the cooking to me. This is just such a calming support, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Like, we're seeing a friendship develop. Like, they are each taking lessons, taking something from each other to 
advance themselves in a way, learning more about themselves. Very cute. I I do wonder, like, how far do you go from here? Like, it feels like, oh, they talk to each other and they have evolved thanks to it. Where does it go from there? And to be honest, I'm a little scared where it can go from there. Hopefully my fear shall be set aside as we move on to the A. Ah, oh, today was a great day for fishing, wasn't it? It was, though I did lose to you in numbers. You won on size, though. Some of these fish are huge. And it was you who caught this beauty. It is a lovely specimen. The fins are rather like wings, and the scales are reminiscent of a lustrous rainbow. But I have heard this type of fish does not taste good. It is a little bland, but it's not bad. You just need to fry it in the oil to bring the flavor out. There's a lot of little bones, too, so you need to be careful eating it. Truly. <laughs> You okay there? I just remembered what Flane was talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> when eating fish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what support it is. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this goof in. I don't know what support it is, but she's like, ah, it may have been the Raphael support, but she says something along the lines of, be careful when you eat a lot of fish at once because they can splash around in your stomach and go glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this family under um, fish, man. I know, it's wild. It's wild. Anyway, sorry to break the illusion, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Truly, you are an expert, Leone. I would be delighted if you would cook for us again. Happily. You know... Once this war's over, I'll be able to make even more elaborate dishes. I'm sure none of it will compare to your wife's cooking, though. Entirely different styles. I would very much look forward to seeing what you come up with. Yet another reason to end this war swiftly. I'm flattered, but that doesn't seem like a good motivation to fight. On the contrary, it is better than the usual reasons. In the heat of battle, it is little details like a friend's cooking that I can reach for to find my courage. I have to say, I didn't expect that from you. You're always so serious, but I really value our fishing time, too. With all the chaos, it's great to have a way to relax. I hope there will come a time when we can fish like this without worry to our heart's content. Hope's not enough. We need to build that future with our own hands. Agreed. But even after that is done, you better not rest idle. I've grown quite fond of your cooking. Don't worry. There's plenty more for that kind. Speaking of, time to handle today's haul. Let me lend you a hand. Simple and basic. Simple like and basic. It. Yeah, it was a little, it, it did feel a little bit sort of flirty, but of course that's, it's a conversation that can only take place in part two. So it makes it okay. Ish. Honestly, this is a case of like, it flows so well. It almost feels weird that to have this, have the time split take place in between some of the conversations. Like, if all of this takes place post-war or post-time split, it feels very solid. It flows very well into one. If you do the entire support conversation post-time skip, then I think it fits very, very well and really works. Of course, that's the issue with all of like the three houses stuff. Like you, you have like a C that takes place in one half and one that takes place five years later. It can feel a little bit weird, but this fits really well as one conversation. Yeah, it's really good. I loved everything about it from beginning to end. If I had to give it a rating. Uh, what? Before we give it a rating. Oh. 
Oh? Uh, based on no. the little bit of a conversation we had in the AA sport, it turns out these two have a paired ending. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Let's read it to us. While Sedith remained at the monastery after the war to restore the Church of Seros, Leone wandered the land in pursuit of her dream to become an elite mercenary. It seemed as though their paths would never cross again. Years later, after they achieved their goals, both retired and disappeared from the public eye at the same time, as if it had been prearranged. Though no official records of their lives after that time exist, it is rumored that a happy couple resembling them was sighted in a small mountain village. The couple was known for their excellent fishing skills and for cooking up their bountiful catches for all the local villagers and travelers. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it is kind of sweet, and it feels like it does fit together. Normally, you have like a aversion to the, spoiler alert, 500,000-year-old dragon getting together with someone, especially when that person used to be one of their students. But it actually feels like it fit together and came together naturally in a not-creepy way. Because even when they do get, get, get together, it's like, Based on that dialogue alone, it sounds like Leone basically spends like years and years and years as a mercenary. Like, so I forget Leone's age, but I want to say she's like 21 ish. So if she retires way later on, or, or they quote disappear from the public eye after like Leone makes it big or whatever, I could probably see her 30s maybe. Before she decides to really hook up with Sadith? Actually enjoyed that sport. I enjoyed that a whole lot more than I thought to. I'd straight up give that like a four. That was good. Four out of five. Same. That's where I'm at on it too. Now, as for you, I am curious. What support have you decided to go with for our Predicting the Future episode? Fire Emblem Gage is going to be launching, as you said, very, very soon. In the year 2023. Ten years ago. We were in Fire Emblem Awakening. So this is not, it's not really a support that connects the modern era to this one, but, you know. And by the way, when I said 10 years, I meant 10 years for like international, whatever. Um, but yeah, I wanted to look back at a support. And there's something that you always stop me from doing, Cardwiz, and you know what it is. You want to <laughs> stop me from talking about my hero, my favorite character, Virian. Oh, but, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm a Virian fan, somewhat. But I actually wanted to choose a support between Virian and Frederick because I actually find this to be kind of on the level of a hidden story that most people don't really pay attention to. And that is, well, we'll get to it. I don't have the voice for Virian today. So would you let me do uh, Frederick instead? I would be honored. All right, here we go. And that's quite the handsome blade you carry, Virian. Uh, you're quite the discerning eye, Frederick. Yes, it is rather nice, isn't it? Elegant, sophisticated, a perfect match for its owner. Why, it's almost... The hilt bears the sigil of House Clave. Yes, but you interrupted me. Apologies, but it's been troubling me for some time now. How was it you come to hold a dagger for one of Elysian's high noble houses? I enjoyed a brief but fruitful collaboration with the Clives once upon a time. Well, specifically with one young and very beautiful Clive. 
she gave me the blade as a token of our everlasting <laughs> friendship. I see. And when exactly did you find the time to foster such a bond? Oh, my dear, naive Frederick. Not all bonds take equal time to form, you know. Some are forged in a lifetime, while others spring to life in a moment. Others still take but one very good night. Oh, please, spare me that pious air. But is that a that's a of envy, I see as well. <laughs> well, permit me to explain. It is my avocation to grant noble ladies a brief respite from their dreary lives, and I know of no better way to do so than by romance's sweet perfume. But I always acted the gentleman. No harm befell upon their honor or reputation. Oh, that was never my concern. Ulysses' noble house is a built of sturdier stuff than one dandy's escapades can shake. Tell me, sir, do you always smile so as you twist the blade in a fellow's gut? Yes, well, you wandered at the history of my blade, and now curiosity is slacked. If that is quite all, this dandy shall leave you to savor your unshakable honor. Avocation, he says. <laughs> Quite the hobby. Yet I bet he has many other powerful allies through such trysts. Dandy or no, that man is sly. Methinks he merits watching. We got a lot in that sea from Virion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do find it interesting that he has a that he has connection to the one of the Elysian noble houses. Like he lives all the way on Valm on the on the other side of the ocean. <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> it is it is it is somewhat interesting. And we get to see Frederick doing his part being the viable soldier trying to make sure okay what is going on here I need to investigate this. It is my duty as the right hand of Crom to do this such a thing. And if you think about when Virian appears which is chapter 1, he basically appears out of thin air and he's like Oh, look at me. I'm an archer. Just an archer. But now he sees that he has that blade and he's like, okay, you're definitely more than just a plain, like, archer. And thus, intrigue. <laughs> On to the B. He's gone, Virion. Is he then? Who? <laughs> That's a relief. My apologies for the bother. To think that poor fool would trudge all this way for a mere handful of coins. One would need hands of freakish shies indeed to cradle that much gold. Pray tell, how does a fellow even begin to create such a vast amount of debt? My dear sir, there are a thousand ways, preferably all accomplished at once. I'll ask no more. Besides, there's another matter I'm curious about. Indeed. Before he left, that man offered to finance our efforts here. I declined. Mm, yes, that is probably for the best. This doesn't strike you as odd. I just saw a man track down his debtor, debtor only to offer his companions additional coin. In what world is that not madness? Seems perfectly logical to me. Should something untowards happen before I repay him, the debt dies with me. 
It's well within his interest to ensure I survive this bloody mess. You racked up a debt so large that it ties his welfare to yours? I have not the capacity to determine of such action or genius or madness. Your cunning fit to shame a fox, Virion. Oh, flatter me, sir. But do go on. Mark my words, fox. If your sulking ever comes about to be a burden on Crom. Yes, yes, yes. You'll have my skin for stole. I'm well aware. I happen to be fond of my skin, so I give my word. No ill shall come from my deed. Keep your word, and you'll keep your skin. What you up to, Virian? You getting Frederick mad? He, you get, he getting frisky. He getting and very annoyed with you. Virian, tr- Virian somehow racks up a massive amount of debt. So, so, it's, it's such a 4D chess move, where it's just like, he's racked up all this debt so bad that the person that owes him money wants to now finance Ulysses' war <laughs> just so Virion will survive. <laughs> it, it is definitely a fun plot. It's, I'm sorry, people just sleep on Virion. He's a, ta- he's a genius. He is a genius. He's a fun character, but will we find out where this money is going to? Why did he cure this debt? Will we find out in the A... Virion. Frederick, and what deeply personal matter will you be prying into today? Hmm? Perhaps we could talk about a large anonymous donation we just received. I have no doubt you played a part in that. And in truth, we badly needed it. Permit me to offer my thanks, and crumbs in his stead. Oh, you are quite welcome. I was confident a clever fellow like you would catch on. I doubted Crom would accept it if I made the offer openly, especially considering the less-than-immaculate origin of the goods. Hence the anonymous donation. Rather genius, wouldn't you say? Elegant, sophisticated, a perfect match for... But no one will know it was you. Yes, but you're interrupting again. We've had this chat, Frederick. Oh, well, I suppose there's a kind of rustic charm to your enthusiasm. My apologies, but I can't help but think that giving so much without recompense is unlike you. You wound me, sir. And besides, I haven't come up empty-handed. I said I was confident you'd catch on, Frederick, and I meant it. So now, you are in my debt. Ah, there's the rub. And just what would you ask of me in return? When the fighting is over, peace will return to my land. And I plan to enlist the help of Elise in rebuilding it. I suspect Crom would agree without my resorting to such tricks, but, well, a clever man takes no chance. With you there to convince him, I'd say the matter is settled. Hmm? Unbelievable. You're already planning beyond this campaign? Oh, you do well to do the same. Crom boasts an archer of my caliber and a warrior of yours among his ranks. The man could scarcely lose if he tried. A taste of the same flattery you use on the noble ladies, no doubt. Still, we have no choice but to give our all? That much is true. Let us pray our combined efforts are enough. I'm perfectly confident in my portion of the bargain, Frederick. I just see that you hold up your end. 
I was about to say the same. <laughs> this that is brilliant. Oh, Virion. He hits them up with, he gets that gold, the, the, the gigantic debt that he's racked up, donates that money to the Elysian War Fund, which, as Frederick has just said, they badly needed. Because Virion is confident enough that Crom will win. And then when like this war is over, Virion's going to come back to, to Yulis, the kingdom of Yulis, and say, hey, I helped you with this war. You need to help me rebuild my lands. And Frederick, Crom's number two man, is going to be there to say, Crom, it's the right thing to do. We should do it. Virion has tricked... Well, he he says that you know Crom was probably going to do it anyway, but Virion has guaranteed through trickery that House Virion in Valm will be rebuilt. Come on, that's four D chess. He and he's he is confident enough that Frederick isn't going to confess any of this to Crom. He's, that he's not going to try to use it against him because he doesn't believe Frederick is that kind of person. And based on these supports. I don't believe that Frederick is. I think Frederick is not necessarily supporting this, but he sees the positives of it and is willing to go along with it, at least. This was an excellent support. This is just great. Now, you know what card was? Let's do another variant support. I mean, you know, while we're here. No, no. Sun is setting. Engage is on the horizon. We can't be living in awakening forever. It is time to, at least temporarily, look into the future. Engage awaits. Speaking of engage, Cardwiz, where can people find you if they wanted to see you stream engage? You can see me playing a lot of engage for the next couple of days, weeks, probably months at twitch.tv slash Cardwiz. And if they wanted to get a hold of you, where would they find you? They can find me at twitter.com slash kdcorley. And if you want to look me up, I am Plan Ordo on Twitter. And we are at Emblem Supports on both Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow on Instagram. I uh, do upload some things. And uh, with all that said, chapter complete.